Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Excelsior, your hero multiversal podcast. My name is Christian Buckley. I'm your director. Joining me, as always, after a bit of a break, the Apex legend, Jack Martin. How are you? Excelsior, good to be back, Christian. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing just fine, uh, I guess. <laughs> I mean, career-wise, E3 just got canceled, so that is uh, affecting my summer professionally but uh other than that you know it's it's a nice temperature outside i i'm i'm drinking water you know staying hydrated so i can't complain you know how about you i'm doing okay rest in peace to e3 gotta give just the biggest of shout outs and it's this slow agonizing death Mm -hmm. over the course of several years do you have I'll, because we're leading with a multiversal podcast now, uh, I won't limit it to Marvel. Do you have a favorite superhero-related E3 memory that you'd like to share with the class? Mm, it probably would be Marvel. And the more I think about it, it's probably the Spider-Man demo that was at, E3, at E3. I think it was the Puddlegate one. Just like the epitome of a fantastic E3 showing. Mm-hmm. And just the reveal of Spider-Man, really. Of him flipping through the buildings mm-hmm. and all that. I know there were rumors for a while that it was going to be Sucker Punch, who was doing it, ended up being Insomniac. Mm-hmm. And that was the sort of reveal there, I think, in 2016. So that's those are probably my two highlights. I'm trying to remember even some other ones. I mean, there was the Avengers announcement. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Avengers debacle announcement. <laughs> There was so that was interesting. There was the iconic, hotly debated, controversial, and discussed on the Long Play Club podcast, Batman Arkham Knight E3 demo, where the cop shot a bunch of civilians in the diner. Right. And yeah. I believe it began with Joker being uh, cremated. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. That just epitomizes that game in a nutshell. It really does. It? Uh, I, I think I'd agree with you, though, about Spider-Man. It's probably the the Spider-Man. The reveal was really cool because that was, like, at PlayStation, I think's best conference they've done, you know? Like, 2015 was, like, a legendary one because it was, like, Last Guardian's back. Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced. Shenmue 3, which was, like, a big deal. But 2016 was, like, unreal. That was opening with god of war and with the orchestra as well right yeah with the orchestra and then also like they showed horizon gameplay when i was still excited about horizon um they showed they announced resident evil 7 with like the fake out you know and it was like demo is available tonight and then they ended with uh spider-man and i think something else but yeah the spider-man was pt in there is that twenty? No, it was Death Stranding. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that was a crazy E three. Yeah, dude. And they never topped it. PlayStation never topped it, and E three has been dying ever since. <laughs> so. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the the really memorable twenty thirteen PlayStation. This is not superhero related, but PlayStation E three showcase mm-hmm. just countering everything Microsoft had said. Yeah, hours before just. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that is the peak of E3, I think. 
And I will say for, I think, the 2017 showing that you're talking about with Spider-Man, where we got the first look at gameplay, I watched that thing over and over and over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. I think the 2018 E3 Spider-Man demo, where it's like the raft escape, the breakout, and then it ends with, yeah. he's like, you, and everyone thought it was Iron Man, right? Um, oh, I don't, I don't remember people thinking that. That's cool, though. Yeah, people thought it was Iron Man was like, leading the charge against spider-man or something um that was a really good one i know that was too close to the game basically for what it was showing there but uh very solid though yeah spider-man has always had great e3 showings yeah definitely uh sad to me e3 is i think everyone has really fond memories of e3 i don't think summer games fest has really quite captured that vibe yet and I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't like. I don't like Jeff Keighley coming out and like spitting on the grave of E3. That's that's my honest opinion. I know he's trying to sell a product, but it's like, ah, man, read the room, bro. You see, as somebody who uh, had a spell where I enjoyed one worldwide. No, what is it? World Wrestling Entertainment WWE. Yeah, people playing it up. <laughs> I kind of appreciate that sometimes, but no, I, I feel um, too much snark on the internet too much and he's he's very snarky and we just listed several albeit not all killer but several iconic superhero moments of e3 what does summer game fest have so far batman is dead and that's it right yeah that was at fandom wasn't it no i think that was a keely thing when he was showing gameplay for gotham knights maybe Hmm. that was gamescom I honestly forget. I thought they announced it at, at the fandom. Maybe not. Well, you know what else? We did mention it already, but what else was a E3 moment regarding heroes? What's that? Marvel's Avengers. Well, look at that. We're coming back after a bit of a break, and we're talking Can about Avengers. Wow. Fury's report. Avengers is receiving its final update this week as of release of this episode it is already out as of recording this episode it is out tomorrow update 2.8 is doing all the final tweaks and balances uh to the game that crystal excuse me not square crystal detail a little while ago there's no full blog post up i did check the last piece of (laughs) news on their website uh was from january so maybe we'll get some tomorrow but it's going live and along with it everything well here's here's where we get into some some tricky things jack i don't know if you saw this but in their announcement of this how they said all the skins will become free mm-hmm. the tweet said nearly every skin will be free to own tomorrow what do you think evades this mass generosity yeah that was kind of confusing to me because they did say all before now they're saying nearly i don't want to read too much into it because pretty much everything in this game has been free like all the dlc and whatnot so you gotta give them kudos for that and of course like all the comments were really like dogpiling on on the fact that they used nearly i don't know maybe it's the stuff in the vendor that 
is like technically not free since like you got to go through it. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. It would make really no sense for them to release these new skins and they're paid for the, the rest of all time or until the end of the year. That would be weird, but maybe that's what it is. What if it's uh, just protecting themselves because technically, technically there are Spider-Man skins that will not be free for Xbox players. Mm, maybe yeah. that's it, you know? Maybe. Um, but in addition to nearly every skin in the game, we're getting a bunch of free skins tomorrow. Um, brand new ones, starting with one that has a little asterisk to it because this suit is free for anyone who has earned a trophy before or achievement before April 1st. Uh, maybe this is the one they'd be charging for that. I don't know. Mm, yeah. It is War Machine. Pretty much. Full-blown shoulder turret, red lighting, uh, no swapping out dialogue. Like, it's not a character or an actor playing Rhodey. It is... Well, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe depending on the Twitter video they released. <laughs> Maybe. Do you want to do you want to explain what happened with that video? Yeah. So they did a little hype trailer for the suit, which you're right. It very much is the War Machine suit. They call it the Variable Threat Response Suit. Okay. <laughs> and they have VO in the like hype trailer for it, and it's not. It's not Nolan North who plays Iron Man in the game. It's just a dude. And that was really confusing to me. It's the first thing I noticed. And very Marvel's Avengers of them to do that. Mm -hmm. I was really confused. I think you have a good idea on maybe why they did this. So my thinking is because everything we're getting is probably stuff that would have been coming out Q1 of this year anyway. They probably just held on to it uh, for this final push. And that like crystal's busy with a bunch of other things so they're not going to waste money on this you know they'll they'll probably invest whatever time they need to do to flip the switches to make these things go live but uh my theory is the reason that was not nolan north in that trailer is because since that is advertisement for the game i imagine nolan north would have to receive residuals for that if his voice was used in some manner even if it's like dialogue that's already in the game uh so they probably just said like hey ted come in the office for a second <laughs> we're talking to this iphone <laughs> you know it's really what it feels like but honestly just don't include vo at that point yeah um i mean if i'm wrong we'll see tomorrow but i i don't see a world where they are like hey, we're going to have a bunch of random actors come in and re-record all the lines for everybody for, like, financial reasons. Like, that seems like something they wouldn't do. No, yeah. But are you... How do you feel about this? You're the Iron Man main. You want a War Machine forever. Uh, it seemed like War Machine was a guarantee at one point, and I think this character model probably points to that. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, it's cool. I'm glad they did this. It seems like this is probably what a, what War Machine would have looked like, and they're just kind of ripping that off and giving it to Iron Man. It's sad, and it's going to be weird to use this suit and not 
actually be able to use the, all the functions on it, like mm-hmm. with the machine gun or whatever. But you know, you you can expect that it was coming from that place, and it, they just shifted it over to Iron Man for this. They didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do anything that we're going to talk about, and it's just really cool that they did towards the end of a uh, this game's life. So good on them, for sure. In addition to that, uh, there have been four updates throughout this week about other skins dropping with the update uh we'll see if there is something tomorrow they have been updating on twitter every single day this week and there is one more day left in the week uh the day this comes out first up uh i don't think this yeah this isn't the correct order of announcement black widow is getting her outfit from the first avengers film cool i like that black widow suit for sure does every hero have their avengers one suit that doesn't sound right Hawkeye. That, that doesn't sound right now um yeah i i don't i don't think so i think where applicable no because t'challa was in endgame i was gonna say i think everybody has their endgame suit but yeah i don't think there's a universal mcu lineup yeah. for anybody that's i was that's that was my rationale like can you complete a squad from for the most part like maybe the starters from avengers one but i don't think you can yeah. Oh, well. I, you can. Everyone has an MCU skin, though. Oh, that okay. is in the MCU. Yes. Um, Which is everyone, I think. Yep. Uh huh. There's Spider Man skins. Uh, there are Ms. Marvel and Kate ones as well. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. There's no uh, MCU Jane. I forgot Jane was in the game. Or Bucky. Is Bucky in the game? Bucky. Bucky's in the game. So, I sorry. I, sorry. Does Bucky have an MCU skin in the game? I know Bucky's I in don't, the game. I don't know. I. I think you and I sort of tuned out at that point. Oh, we did. I do think Jane does have her MCU skin, though. That feels like a lie. <laughs> no, I think she does. Okay. I think she does. Um, Who knows, though? Literally no one knows. Yeah. I think Jane is kind of really where we <laughs> we started paying less attention to this game. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> the uh, Avengers 1 skins, though, I think definitely iconic um i know for sure iron man uh cap i own the cap one or everybody does mm-hmm. now but um uh widow i think thor has his avengers one skin yes he does i don't want to commit to saying hulk because i know hulk is like yeah what do you even do for that Just shorts <laughs> yeah uh I can't believe they got his iconic shorts from when the <laughs> the security man wakes him up. Yep. And they uh, they changed the hex code on his green skin color. Mm-hmm. So it's just the right code now. Man, how great was that Hulk from Avengers 1 skin? Or not skin, the like model. That was like yeah. my favorite version of Hulk was that one. You didn't like the Ruffalo-fied version? I can appreciate it, but I don't say I'd, I don't know if I'd say I'd like it. He's also I feel like they took if he was in like a photo editor and they went to the, you know, the top most right corner and just like shrunk it down a whole a bunch. Mm-hmm. It just he seemed less Hulk like even sure. like before he like, you know, in Ragnarok, he, he just seemed like a lot smaller. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I know there's lore reasons behind it, too. And I do like Hulk in ragnarok you know but i do i just think like visually the look that he had in that first avengers movie oh it's so good yeah no i agree 
even even I like to a degree how like messy fucked up he looks in the incredible hulk yeah i don't disagree with that the hair is a little strange but it, it's definitely a little weird but like the the chest and like the like contortion of all the muscles in that it looks really cool yeah uh thor is getting an odin skin it is called one million bc it is from a comic line i think it's the prehistoric avengers or like i think it's called maybe the savage avengers i forget but it is basically your plan is odin so that's cool yeah i like that quite a bit you're gonna have to help me out with this one Mm-hmm. captain america is getting an update for his endgame outfit because i own his endgame outfit already uh they said they're doing like a variation of it where yes. there were two tweets for this one one is unhelmed mask off and is the other one just a different cap helmet? So, yeah, one is without the helmet. But he also has his endgame skin already. Right? Yeah, I own it. I bought it. Me too. That's what I'm confused so, about. <laughs> I don't quite... Such as this outfit variant for Captain America, inspired by his look in the but finale. Is, is it the helmet that's different? That's the th- only thing that I can notice. Maybe like the lines on the helmet don't. I don't didn't, remember those. I'm not. I honestly am not quite sure. D- didn't he have a bit of a different look in Endgame, like at the beginning and end of that movie? I don't quite know. The the beginning, he wore the Winter Soldier outfit when they went to kill Thanos. And then at the end, he had the the scales. Okay, so maybe he, I don't know. Is he going to have three endgame suits, essentially? That's the impression I got, but I could not, from just a glance, tell you what that tweet was about. I can't either. Yeah, that's a confusing one to me, Uh, considering he already has one. So, Well, the good news is, it doesn't matter. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Lastly, as of today, Thursday... March 30th, 6 p.m., 6.08 p.m., East Coast time. The final one, Earth X Black Panther. This is in line with the Captain America werewolf. This is just Black Panther as a legitimate panther standing up. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really look all that different from a regular suit from him. It doesn't? He's just got, like, facial animation now? Yeah. No, that's cool. And again, to correct myself, these are all free. I was yeah. thinking like maybe these ones are no, these are all free. Mm-hmm. So I have no clue what they mean by nearly. I I genuinely I think it is the war machine thing because they detail yeah. it as free for anyone who earned it before April first. So I don't know if they're gonna shift that to being like a now you can pay for it or now it's you can't get it sort of thing. Yeah, that that sounds correct. That seems like a make good. This is the final skin we're releasing. Yeah. Um, and thank you for thank you everyone for playing you know the past few years yeah because i guarantee you had they been like been able to do another couple months of this i bet the last echo we would have gotten was war machine maybe unless uh they wanted to do she hulk or something like that but i mean i I remember miller 
years ago at this point said that like war machine had like a lot of progress done so Mm -hmm. they knew we knew that you know like maybe maybe that's why sure yeah but um do you expect there to be one more tomorrow one more tweet announcement of a skin or do you think this is it i think it's probably it it would be cool but i think that's probably it now yeah well are you gonna reinstall for the update or are you gonna just maybe get to this eventually i i'm gonna put in a note on sunday to do it because if i if i don't i will not remember so on sunday i will because i think the urgency here i know this is their final update and then it turns into the wild west in september but I, I think I, I need to get in there and claim everything. So in case mm-hmm. the servers do break in September, I'll at least have all the stuff locally. Yeah. Like all the skins That's, claimed. That is a really good idea. Want to do that for sure. At some point, want to go back to the campaign. Me too. But I don't think it's anytime soon. Too many games out right now. Or far too out. many. Far, far too many. You start that Resident Evil 4 remake? Not yet. I you know i despite working in video games now jack i have surprisingly less time to play games than i did before yeah um, it's it's pretty brutal so it took me a full month to get through the latest destiny expansion on legendary mode uh so i just finished that last night i'm probably doing a little cleanup tonight and then i'll start re4 this weekend but how is it i know you're playing it it's very good i kind of wish i never played the original hmm because I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is this is this part. And I know what to expect around each corner. And that kind of brings my overall excitement down from it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really great remake. It's up there with the Dead Space remake for me from earlier this year, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I straight up like could not play the original Dead Space. And mm-hmm. the, the remake really fixed a lot of things for me that I didn't enjoy. I think I probably prefer the original RE4 to the remake. Mm-hmm. But it's still like a really fantastic modernized version of that experience that is quite good. So, yeah, I'm very excited to RE4. I played all of the Resident Evil games outside of like the first two um, in 2020 for the first time. And since then, RE4 has grown on me a lot. At first, I had a bit of an issue with the controls and everything, uh, mainly like the snapping back to the center when you're not aiming. Um, mm. But RE4 has grown on me so much to the point where I question if I like the original RE4 more or Resident Evil 2 Remake, which yep, I adore. But I got to tell you, Jack, I did Leon B or Leon's second run this past week uh, over the course of two nights to just get a little refresher on this take on Leon because I know for Leon so well. But it's like, OK, I'll watch the cutscenes second run is shorter i'll just get a refresher and i was a little lukewarm on it after i beat it (laughs) and i was scared by that i was like oh god what i mean it's my least favorite campaign in that whole game is leon's second run but i was scared i was like is this like not a 10 to me now (laughs) i was scared well the thing with that game in particular and I think probably with a lot of horror games is you really can't play them multiple times and get that same level of return from them. Sure. 
because it's like riding a roller coaster so many times it's like all right i know what to expect around like each twist and turn now so mr x isn't gonna feel as great in fact him stomping around is gonna be probably really annoying on multiple playthroughs as it was for me when i replayed it like probably a month ago Mm -hmm. and the encounters in re4 the original and the remake are all just so dynamic that every time you do it you can experience them in different ways and the lineup of weapons that you have is so deep the different things you can do to approach each scenario just makes it feel pretty fresh each time Mm -hmm. like you can go through and do i mean you can do this in re2 uh, remake but you can do like a a knife and handgun only run through for a trophy Mm -hmm. i think is one of them yeah so it's just when you compare them re4 has better replay value but re2 may be the better experience considering it's it really respects your time as well at like eight hours that's true i think re4 i think just has a way better story and scenario to me like obviously like zombie outbreak night one is a flawless scenario always so like I really still love that about RE2, but I think the thing is, I I didn't play it at all last year, but in 2020 and 2021, over the course of that period of time, I think I beat RE2, no joking, 20 times, and it was just like, outside of the first runs of each character, always was skipping cutscenes, so I think that might be it too. Like, mechanically, I love that game, but like, revisiting the story, it's like, Fours is way better story-wise to me, so I think that might be it too. Vibes-wise as well. Yeah. Just supreme vibes. Also, nothing quite as good as shooting someone in the face and then giving them a nice kick. Uh, Nice roundhouse kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it so much. But excited to get to that. Um, And I can guarantee you I will forget about uh, downloading Avengers as soon as I start that game. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Uh. One final note on Avengers, though. Uh, Sandra Saad, who voices uh, or performed as Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, uh, put up a nice farewell video that went up on the Avengers Twitter account, just saying thank you to the community, how exciting it was, uh, you know, emotional to say goodbye to the character, because uh, as far as I know, she did do additional, you know, like acting for Kamala beyond the campaign with some of those expansions. But um, yeah, I I think more than anything, the performance of Kamala and the game centering her as that glue for this take on the Avengers, I think is still one of the best things about it. So it was nice that they gave her the, the spotlight as a, as a farewell to the community. Yeah, very well deserved too. She introduced a lot of people, myself included, to Ms. Marvel, so that was great to see. She was fantastic. She's always kind of been sort of the best highlight of the game. So good for her and good for them for doing it. I wholeheartedly agree. Seriously, you're the best, Sam. <laughs> Seriously, you're the best. Well, that's it for Avengers. I don't know if we're ever going to talk about that game again. <laughs> Probably not. You know what we're going to talk about? We're, we're going to talk about when the servers go down. What is it, like October or September or something? I, I think, yeah, I think it's either like the end of October or sorry, the end of September or the very beginning of October. Uh, so the servers aren't going down. They're just ceasing like official support. Yes. And then the next day the servers will be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, or they'll be like modded or hacked or something by people who are yeah want to ruin it. It. I mean, I I think the servers are bound to go down. Considering, and I was I, I think I said this earlier in the year. I was like, oh, Bad Company Two servers are still up, and they're going down at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, I can't catch a break. Cannot catch a break. Well, you know, I think when the final day before the servers have official support right i i do think i will load up and i will just match make a bunch for a few hours because sure. there's a special magic with live service games where something in the real world you know being reflected in them by the community is like it's the closest that any of these goddamn companies will ever get to the metaverse being real where like there is some connection there there's a genuine like feeling of community from people who are united by this stupid fake digital thing um like just recently with the passing of lance reddick like destiny community entire night that friday like nobody was playing doing anything in the tower they were just by his character and like that was a really really awesome thing to do and I know this community for Avengers has staunch defenders still that will probably be up and in there going through aim hallways on the final hours. So that's going to be a nice thing to experience, I think. Yeah, it's definitely touching to see that in Destiny. And I, mm-hmm. I do think the most dedicated and passionate of the Avengers fan base will be will be there that day. So that'll be nice to see. For sure. Well, in all honesty, Jack, maybe we forget to do that, too, because you know what else might be happening in September? Yeah, what's that? Spider-Man 2, baby. <laughs> yeah, not a big surprise. No, not, a big oh, not surprise. at all. But surprising how we heard about the news. Yeah, so let me pull up the actual tweet <laughs> uh, to, to get this to everybody. I know listeners agents of excelsior you've probably heard this all by now um yeah we're 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 quite late to it given uh the amount of time we've been away yeah so i just pulled up tony todd's twitter and realized he is very active on twitter so i have to actually look up the specific tweet um i can set the uh the stage a little bit please do if you'd like so tony todd i'm forgetting like what he's from that people would know he's just like a proliferant voice actor uh candy man he was Candyman. in the movie Candyman. yes the horror film okay yes so he is voicing venom i guess now it's officially confirmed i think it already was either yes. way yeah he's voicing venom and he tweeted something that I don't even think it was in reference to Spider-Man. And someone's like, dude, so excited for your Venom performance. And he just essentially gave up when the game was coming out. Like, completely out of the blue, completely was not even asked for. Yeah, so somebody tweeted something to the effect of, can't wait to play Spider-Man. I don't even think they added him. (laughs) Like... It was replying to something else. And then Tony Todd responded, looks like September, massive publicity coming in August. Commercial stop start dropping in August. So I'm told. Um, 
And then everybody was like, oh, okay, so Spider-Man 2 is September. That is the definition of fall we are running with. And it's roughly five years, almost exactly since the last Spider-Man uh, mainline games, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, and then later that evening, uh, well, firstly, almost immediately, he tweeted, oops. And then he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like quote tweeting things and like retweeting things about people being like, yo, he broke NDA. And he was just like spreading all that around. Um it's almost like he was proud of it. Yeah. all that. And then later in the evening, he uh, took a photo of him <laughs> in like a, a hot tub or something, like half underwater. And he was like, I'm not saying anything else. Uh, nothing's real. Who knows? I might not even be Venom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to respond. Yeah. So you, you set it up. You set it already. But September, you're not surprised? No. It. I mean, they, if they said fall and the original spider-man i think we've even talked about this the original spider-man came out in september it just seems natural for for the sequel to follow suit and seems like a good spot in the year Mm -hmm. yep uh i agree i also know playstation typically outside of the fact they launched a console in november and that's when miles morales came out they typically don't ship things past october and i know last year was also an exception of god of war but first party wise it's like they tend to not do that even though the last two years were some exceptions Mm. um and then well 2021 didn't even have anything from them i don't you can just say 2021 didn't have anything and leave it at that well listen i don't want to make any claims you know but (laughs) did you like what did you like from that year from playstation i didn't have a ps5 yet from from anyone because i did not like 2021 that was like such a year for me genuinely i think metroid dread is one of the best nintendo Mm. games i've ever played that's a good call that was maybe it's because oh sorry i was just gonna say that was my game of the year that year yeah maybe it's because i just didn't really get around to playing too much that year but i mean (laughs) it's silly to say now but i think my highlight that year was halo at least the campaign oh yeah solid multiplayer for a month but I mean, aside from that, it was Deathloop, which I think was fine. I think it was very overrated, mm-hmm. but I think it was fine. And I don't know, not too much beyond that, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. E- I'm looking right now. I don't even have a full ten that year for favorites. No, um, yeah, I know Ratchet came out and people enjoyed, but never got around to it. Yeah, I missed that. I missed Returnal. Um, but too, yeah. Metroid Dread was my number one. I really enjoyed Resident Evil Village, like a lot um monster hunter rise is pretty good but yeah halo also i liked and forza was fun but everything else was just kind of like i put bowser's fury on here that was a side spin spinoff experimental game in a re-release of a wii u game so like it was tough that right year. yeah but um spider-man 2 this september get ready get your pre-orders in uh maybe look out for a special edition console and uh if you're xbox look out for how that release looks like with starfield uh that's i think they're both coming out that september i think they're both coming out that first week dude (laughs) 
can't do this to me. Honestly, in that situation, I gotta be honest, I'm choosing Starfield over that to like prioritize my time. That's the that's the tricky thing. Because I would lean on that as well. I think Starfield is gonna be more exciting. Cause I love Spider-Man. I love Marvel Spider-Man, but I think I've said to you, I've said it on the podcast, I look at that game the same way I kind of look at Fallen Order, where it's like it's a high eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of things that have been done before, but they did them all mostly really great. And, you know, it's it's solid. But um, Yeah, there, there's a lot of things in that game that distract from it being just kind of a simple open world game mm-hmm. where, like, the score, the movement, swinging around, the combat is, like, fun and fluid, where you get distracted from the fact that you're still going around an open world map and, like, collecting little tokens clearing out little settlements that you know exist in every open world game now mm-hmm. that all of that distracts from it kind of being a bland experience even though like what you said it is is like a very solid video game yeah and I've... uh we're gonna be replaying that in the summer right absolutely yeah we're gonna be playing that in miles morales uh gonna get that platinum in miles finally um, Ooh, there you go but yeah i i think in both cases we're for jedi survivor and spider-man 2 uh, what will elevate it is the story they tell, I think. Um, mm-hmm. What can bump it up to like a 9 or 10. But Starfield, hell or high water, that game is exciting. That could it could, be, it could crash every hour, or it could be the smoothest experience ever, and I gotta be there for it as soon as I can, you know? Yeah. it. I know Fallout 4 came out, but it really feels like the first Bethesda game since Skyrim. <laughs> Honestly, and- fair. I don't want to like dismiss. It sounds like I'm dismissing Fallout Four, but Fallout Four was like solid, but not revolutionary as Skyrim was at the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like Starfield is gearing up to be that way. Whether it ends up being revolutionary or not mm-hmm. for that Bethesda, it seems like their biggest release. It, I can at least say it, it's their biggest release in Skyrim, like kind of unquestionably. Oh, and yeah. the way I'm going to treat that if they do come out very similarly is. Starfield is the main course, Spider-Man 2, the appetizer, and the dessert. That's a good, good way to, to frame it, uh, except your main course might take you three months is the problem. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Um, I, I'm checking when the exact release date was for 2018. I want to say it was like September 8th. September 7th was Spider-Man. Mm. So let's say they go five years exact and they announce Spider-Man 2 hits PS5 and the PS5 Slim on September 7th, 2023, a day after Starfield. At this point, out of, it would look out of fear, but I do kind of think, you know how like Cyberpunk was like, hey, two more weeks, (laughs) you know? Yes. Like, like the, the, the the tiny delay. I'm sure that Starfield, it wouldn't hurt to have that extra two weeks. Uh, but do that, and then everybody can play Spider-Man first, because it's going to be like probably like 15 hours anyway. Yep, that would be perfect. That's my hope. So, Or Spider-Man comes out like literally September 1st. Yeah, I mean, I sincerely hope so. That'd be awesome. And quite honestly, though, I would not be surprised if they were like, oh, let's just um, <laughs> let's just push Starfield back to November 11th. 
Yeah, that too. Right? Sure. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. I mean, that game's going to come out unfinished anyways. <laughs> yeah. So... Might as well give it a little bit more polish. Yeah. Well, we will see what's in store with Spider-Man. As we get closer to the summer months, we will plan out our replays of Spider-Man Remastered and or the original Spider-Man for whoever's following along because you can play it on PS4 if you want to. Uh, so Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales we will be doing this summer. Stay tuned for that. But... Let's, uh, let's pop on over to the world of the MCU, Jack. Well, actually... Not, not some great things going on. Yeah, actually, we're taking a, a grander step back. So, like, the MCU in relation to our world. A lot has gone on in the last couple of weeks. Um, the first notable thing... Uh, there's less conversation to be had with this one because it is still pretty murky and things are going back and forth with it but uh a couple days ago jonathan majors was arrested for allegedly abusing who i believe was his girlfriend uh he was arrested and his legal team came out said that things were like a misunderstanding that he was you know being not like abused, but he was like trying to be proactive about a situation and then it escalated and then his girlfriend changed her story, but she's saying like she had visible like harm on her. So there's a lot of back and forth. The very flat out thing is Jonathan Majors is in a domestic abuse case currently, um, which is really fucking shitty. That is... I don't want to say unsurprising because I feel like Hollywood has a lot of terrible people in it, but um, I, I think the thing to say is that the conversation should be about a woman was harmed, not what's going to happen to Kang. You right. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. The, the key here is the horrific allegations that have come out and heard some other people say, if that have worked with him in the past, say it's not surprising. It's kind of been an open secret with people who have worked with him. I don't know how substantial those are. I've seen reports of people saying things along those lines. So just really horrible and, and hope um, the victim is, is getting better. Yes. And in relation to um, Marvel as a fandom, I think it is very like, universally agreed upon that there is no space for abusers in any area like this uh let alone comic book movies so i i think whatever needs to happen is going to happen so. for sure beyond that within the mcu and marvel as a whole two executives have departed been let go been fired Starting with Ike Perlmutter, who's been the chairman of Marvel Entertainment for a very long time, uh, has been cited as a basically pain to get a lot of projects and progressive stuff within Marvel accomplished. So we'll see what this evolves into. We'll see if, you know, somebody like a Kevin Feige steps up to replace him as the chairman of Marvel Entertainment. But, uh, 
Yeah, any specific takes on Ike Perlmutter? Not not really. There these two people that we're gonna discuss, I I honestly haven't really heard them. They're not as in the common vernacular as I'd say Kevin Feige are. Yeah. So I don't really have too much knowledge on them. Um yeah, hard for re- hard for me to really speak on on this firing in particular. Yeah. Uh the other is Victoria Alonso, who's the head of visual effects at Marvel Entertainment and I believe has been since Iron Man, if not longer. Um nearly two decades I saw was the uh the uh tenure of mm. her position. And this is coming after a lot of reporting last year and over the course of the first few months of this year that Marvel treats the visual effects artists on their films like and television shows like trash so there's been back and forth on whether or not this is just a pr move scapegoat sort of thing if things are actually going to change or if this is the actual root cause but again we won't know the fallout of either of these things until probably at least a year from now yeah it's i think there's been a lot of impressive visual effects in the mcu since iron man namely thanos and a lot of other things i could name but you're right i i think very recently a lot has been talked about in terms of overworking visual effects artists giving them just horrendous deadlines for them to meet which are Mm -hmm. impossible and i think that this probably stems from those reports uh but you're right not sure if that's actually going to do anything or if this is more just a a mea culpa in a sense yeah so i can tell you i think it's been made pretty clear to the agents over the course of the weeks. I'm in a place in Marvel right now where I truthfully am like one foot in, one foot out. Maybe like one foot in, one... No, sorry. One foot out, one toe in, maybe. Like I am yeah, kind of at my wit's end with, with Marvel. With the MCU. Yeah. Um, and even like Marvel in general... I feel like it's a bit hard to be enthusiastic about just because a lot of it feels so like constantly always on, you know, um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I will stand until I am in my nineties. So obviously I'm excited for all that stuff, but yeah, uh, all this stuff, I could really care less, uh, if things start changing and I feel differently about it, that's great news. If they don't, I do not feel any differently than I did three days ago. So. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, especially with some recent projects that um, I just have been really ambivalent to. Like, it's hard to really get me out to go to the movies. Yeah. You see that? Uh, oh, Ari, I see this. You didn't see John Wick 4 yet, right? No, I got to catch up. Yeah, I gotta, I've only seen the first one, and I, I don't remember a thing about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, like, the thing, the driving force yeah, behind yeah, it, yeah. but that's kind of it. Yeah, I, I, I've talked with Mike about this too for Jedi Knight stuff. I, last year, something happened to me when I went to the movies and I saw, forgive me, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water. Something mm-hmm. changed, Jack, where I, I gotta have a reason now. And those are the reasons. What Marvel's sure. doing is not a reason. <laughs> no, I agree. It's been sad. I, I feel like, I don't know, even before the pandemic, I mean, I love to go to movies, but I've just had some really horrible movie theater experiences in general, like outside of like quality movies. And 
I don't know. It's hard for me to really get out to the theater again, like to be really excited to go. Yeah, dude. And uh, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe we're getting too old, but like the 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 pandemic we definitely talked about this when black widow was coming out the pandemic absolutely changed spoiler culture and movie going culture where i do not think i will ever want to go to a mcu thing opening night ever again unless it's like maybe an avengers movie but even then dude i don't know because like it's just I like I, I don't even know I don't know how to describe it but it's it's tiring I'm sorry I like being that person who goes to a movie theater and like gets lost in it and like maybe there's like a a universal like <gasps> that like amplifies because everybody has that reaction but not like a again a WWE match as much as I'm a fan yeah. <laughs> you know no comments no comments we gotta i i would love for there to be a, a nice boutique theater experience where and these exist but the you know, more pro, yeah more proliferant where you go everyone's in the same headspace everyone's gonna be very respectful and just enjoy the time and not talk throughout the movie mm-hmm. make comments i've had some like horrible horrible experiences recently and they're usually at mcu movies yeah. where people are like commenting throughout it it's just like people are throwing stuff at the screen when i saw spider-man um no way home the time after i saw it with you like it was really bad yeah uh it's 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 hard out here as a movie enjoyer (laughs) but (laughs) oh boy yeah we'll see we'll see what changes if anything with marvel i i think i'll make an effort to see guardians at the alamo uh in new york Mm. because when I saw Guardians 1 opening night, that, again, respectful crowd, everybody was laughing a lot. Nothing nothing, nothing crazy, though. So I would like to be in that theater. Everybody's on the same page. I can cry in silence and <laughs> right. resonate with that. Sit with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, a couple other updates about MCU projects. Uh, Daredevil is now filming. Gotten some set photos. Charlie Cox looking great back in the uh, three-piece suit as good old Matt Murdock. I don't think Daredevil shots have come out yet, have they? I haven't seen any. Yeah. But there's, there's been a couple things that have come out about Daredevil in terms of what may or may not be canon. Uh, there's rumors that maybe this is taking place during the blip and not, you know, modern day. But uh, I am blanking on the actor's name, but Foggy and Deborah Ann Wool, who plays Karen, will not be returning for Born Again. Very sad. Uh, Vanessa was recast. Less sad, but still sad. And today I saw the same precinct that they shot at for daredevil like on netflix like the one where uh matt and foggy's buddy Mm -hmm. worked at they're shooting there again so like some of these locations are the same i don't know man it's 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 weird so like do those i'm we don't know the answer to this so i'm just kind of asking rhetorical questions do those characters just not exist perhaps if it's during the blip like we said were they blipped out 
Do they just want to give one season for Matt to establish himself as a character and then maybe post credit scene they pop in? I mean that that's kind of I don't know if I I don't know if that's a great post credit scene, but I don't know. That's they were really the heart and soul of that show in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Like we describe them as comfort characters. So it is sad to see. And it's I mean, it's still unclear whether it's the same Daredevil. I don't know if we quite know that answer. I don't think we ever will. It's <laughs> probably a good point. Uh, but John Bernthal's Punisher is yeah. confirmed to be back. There's another the flip of the coin. I mean, that's cool, at least. He's fantastic. I mean, I always... Sometimes I get a little upset when, when people are like, oh, no one else could play this character, because mm-hmm. someone probably could. But you could definitely make that case for John Bernthal, because he really made that character his own. Yeah, man. Honestly, I I know this is probably too grand sweeping of a statement, but I feel like a lot of the people who worked on The Walking Dead seem like great people, like the actors, like with Norman Reedus and John Bernthal, uh, uh, Stephen Yeun also, like, mm-hmm. they all seem super cool. And the fact that John Bernthal is so, like, into this, I get, like, he has, like, a podcast, I guess, and I sometimes get, like, clips of his podcast on TikTok on my feed just seems cool i'm glad he's like so into this character and coming back for it yeah he's a nice young man good for him yeah fan of his dog yeah talk about e3 moments remember uh bam bam right oh my god yeah i do yeah the pitbull love that Mm -hmm. um so yeah we'll see what happens with daredevil born again i want to say next year but uh, who knows at this point things are Mm -hmm. getting pushed Speaking of, Secret Invasion has a date. Officially, the first episode of the Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson-led series will be releasing on Disney Plus on June 21st. Solid. I'm, like, getting more excited for this one. After Ant-Man and the Wasp, honestly, like, it's... I need something to cleanse the old palate. Yeah. And Distant Guardians should hopefully fill that void. My dream, Jack, is that... The back-to-back of Guardians in May and Secret Invasion in June will reflect good old 2014, where we got a Winter Soldier in April and Guardians of the Galaxy in August. It's a great call. It's a great call. That's my hope. I mean, they definitely are, with Guardians being a one-to-one and Secret Invasion being very similar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely feeling the same vibes. Yeah, because I imagine with like Fury being such a prominent character, like there's maybe a chance we'll see other characters on that level. Like, does Sharon show up? Do we get another Yelena stuff with the Widows? I don't know, but espionage, please. Yeah, the more you say that, though, I'm like, oh, man, I don't care what what we're doing here with the Thunderbolts and all that. (laughs) I'm just (sighs) like, oh, yeah, I forgot about what we're doing here. That's a good point. Well, we got yeah. the scrolls too. I like Talos a lot. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Funny. So we'll see what happens this June. Uh, as we wrap up, though, we did talk about this last episode. It has been one year since the Batman as of earlier this month, but recording, you know, got shuffled around a bit. Did you get a chance to rewatch? the batman recently so 
I'm going to answer your question uh, legally. Uh, recently, yes, I did. Yes. Um, it was probably like a month ago. But uh-huh. it's, I didn't, it's a long movie. It's fine. Yeah. I didn't I didn't rewatch it recently. Um, just I didn't have any time to. And then also I just I had watched it recently, like within the past couple of months. So, yeah, I feel like I didn't really need to. But th- that was my third time rewatching it. Second time after the theater. So I saw it once in theaters on my birthday which is awesome i love when movies like that like logan and the batman all came out either on march 4th or like around that date so Mm -hmm. that has always been cool um march has been like really hit or miss for movies and you know some cool ones come out but i saw it in theaters then i saw it when it came out on uh, hbo max like in the fall Mm -hmm. and i was like okay i didn't love it as much as when i saw it in theaters and then I saw it again recently. I was like, okay, never mind. This movie's fucking awesome. But this is your second time seeing it, right? Second time seeing it, first time seeing it at home. Um, and yeah, when I left it the first time, I definitely enjoyed it. And I really liked a lot of it. But like, there was something I couldn't describe after that was just like, mm, I don't know. I saw it with Omar, friend of the show, Joe Clicks native. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he definitely did not like it that much so like the the post theater discussion was usually like talking about a lot of things that didn't work and i was agreeing with some of them but the thing that really killed it was i saw this with him i want to say at like a 2 p.m on a thursday down in front dude was on his phone from like the the car chase with penguin to the end of the movie yeah and that made me feel the three hours. Oh, I get um, it. And I was I was just annoyed. I was like, man, I got to pee. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I, I can't stand this glowing white light at the bottom when there's this beautifully lit and shot film on screen. Like, And did uh, you see it in IMAX? No, I didn't. I, I yeah. saw it at a Regal Cinema. Oh, the see dude this was an imax movie like capital imax movie Mm -hmm. and that was a joy to see but yeah my my initial thought was four stars on letterboxd very glad they made a detective batman movie finally because that's my favorite aspect of the character Mm -hmm. the rewatch the at-home viewing very recently uh easy five stars wow fantastic nice loved it so so what improved aside from no no phone and screen um just be like honestly i think that was the majority of it like being mm. able to not be annoyed being able to pause it to get popcorn at a good point and be yeah. able to like really stew with everything that was going on there i still think it is like so fucking dumb the rada a lot of stuff oh yeah <laughs> Like that's the plot so is a little stupid. silly in this, but I, I now I look at that and I, I feel it more as being intentional because this movie's very funny to me. Oh yeah, like it's it's funny <laughs> and, and kind of unintentionally at points for sure. And I think the tone of it makes the unintentional moments feel like they're laughing like with us really not like inviting laughter at them to me at least um because it is ridiculous it's a man dressing up as a bat and beating people up you know 
Mm-hmm. But I do think the mystery is really cool. I really like, um, obviously, every performance um, in there, except uh, Barry Keen. I think uh, I love the guy, but... It's the worst part of the movie. Like, that, yeah. that didn't need to be included. Yeah. So, aside from that, really, really great. Uh, still don't know if I like it better than Begins or The Dark Knight, but it's easily one of the best Batman movies. And I, again, think it it gets Batman way more, or it gets my favorite element of Batman way more than the Nolan movies do. Yeah, I agree. I also think what this movie does, similar to what some other movies like Blade Blade Runner, the recent Blade Runner movie, Dune, I think this movie gets by a lot based on vibes alone. And what I mean by that is I think they nail this take on Batman, and I especially think Gotham way better than any movie has done before maybe like the closest one is i know this is very different but i feel like tim burton's take on it at least in 1989 was a really great interpretation of the comics but i don't really think in comparison the christopher nolan movies feel like batman as much as this movie does that was very like what if a modern action movie just so happens to be a batman movie this is very much like you feel like the crime and you feel like the horribleness of this city and the bleakness of it like right off the bat um like with the opening monologue from bruce wayne going into the lead up to um like the first time you see batman basically just being darth vader like that they just kind of nail it off that opening set piece. And I know there's the Riddler stuff before, but yeah, that, and that carries like through the whole movie, I feel. Yeah. And just like seeing the arc he goes through and like genuinely wanting to be a, a, a beacon of hope, you know, not just being this like terror for the city. I like, because that also touches on things I enjoy from Batman, from like the TV shows and comics of like, Batman does have a warmth to him. It's just everybody loves making him this, like, brutal only, I'm basically a killer psychopath. But he has, like, an ability to connect to people in a way that is, like, allowing them to be vulnerable, allowing them to feel safe with him. And at the end of the movie, when he's able to do that, that is a very satisfying conclusion that I'm excited to see them build off of part two. Um, so yeah, it, it gets the vibe of the character and the city, I think almost pitch perfect. And the, the whole mystery of it all is really great. I really love Selena's character. I love Gordon. He just calls him man the whole time. That's that. I love that. Hey man, we gotta go, man. Just fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a really great take on, on Gordon and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really wholeheartedly agree with your point on his characterization with, uh, with the Batman, in terms of usually Batman is just a venue for plot, yeah, and exists as the hero to just kind of wrap up the main plot of the film. Whereas in this, 
I think they give Robert Pattinson a lot to work with, and he actually grows as a character, which is kind of rare with any Batman. Like, I don't really know if we get a lot of growth with uh, Christian Bale's Batman, really none with uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, negative growth with the (laughs) George Clooney Batman. So... I think that Arkham, I don't know how much we get of him. Like, he feels pretty consistent the whole time. Who's? George Clooney? No, sorry. Arkham, like the games. Yeah, no. Batman feels rock solid constant the whole time. I mean, that's pretty much every take on Batman, which is unfortunate. Like, we don't get too much in terms of this. He's a different character by the end of the story. He might have, like, different interpretations on things, but he's kind of the same person by the end. And this... You're right. He has like a complete thesis statement that is totally different at the end of the movie, where at the beginning he's like, they fear the shadows because they think I'm there. And that strikes fear in the entirety of the city. And by the end, he's like, no, I got to got to step out of those shadows. So that is that has me really fascinated for what he is like in the sequel. Definitely. Um, And the fact that it is so, again, not. I don't think it's a great mystery, right? Like, I don't think the the detective angle is, like, that deep or that, like, complex in a way that makes it feel kind of just matter-of-fact the whole time. But I do think the pace at which they give it out and, like, how hilarious a lot of that is with some of their framing of it, like, it helps with how ridiculous it is with, like... Again, Rada Alada, uh, when he Gordon is like showing his chewed up partner to Penguin, and he's like, "Oh, what that now?" Like, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff doing? is so yeah, all that stuff is so funny that like it kind of makes up for the fact that it is again very matter of fact in the mystery it's telling. Um, so I think that is one area where I think the sequel could improve, assuming they want to maintain like the serial killer approach maybe or that type of vibe you know um but yeah it's it's really fantastic and um i I already liked it before and i really enjoyed a lot of it but i I definitely like love it now so me too and there's just so much that's fantastic about this movie i feel like they do a lot with they they pretty much only go to a few settings each time like they meet on that rooftop a bunch or like that construction Mm -hmm. they go to the iceberg lounge a thousand times yeah um but and they they use the um trying i'm remembering or i'm misremembering the the name of it the the same technology that the mandalorian uses yeah i wanted to bring that up the volume yeah they use that to great effect so much so that i didn't know they used it until after i saw the movie yeah i think it looks way better and how they like designed the sets and used the volume compared to something like uh obi-wan for instance which also used it and um felt like a a soundstage um yeah you you like it it seems like they shot on location pretty much everywhere in a lot of instances they do but with the with that a stagecraft is it yeah when they use that like you you straight up just cannot tell which is also wild to consider that this was a pandemic movie. Yeah. 
and you don't feel that ever yeah not at all um but it makes sense when you like consider the fact of what they did with like the volume tech and all that stuff but yeah all that was good and i think also maybe it's just because i was more comfortable viewing it at home um i i think they use the three hours well honestly mm-hmm. and i kind of hope that the sequel is not afraid to do that again because i think that really again lends to being a serial killer murder mystery sort of thing i again only request that in a sequel going for three hours going for the same murder mystery sort of thing make it a little bit more complex and layered but again that's really the only hang up that i have now i also i also think with clayface being the that that's confirmed right he's the villain of the sequel or at least one of them there's been so i was trying to do some reading into this um I guess Mike Flanagan, who did Midnight Mass and Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, has been vocal about wanting to do a Clayface-centric movie that is, like, full-blown, like, old-school horror, very, like, visceral, just character study sort of thing about Clayface. And Deadline was reporting on that fact in addition to scripts for the batman part two have been moving around so much lately that clayface may be integrated into that and similar to the direction that mike flanagan wanted to go with it so it was sort of a clayface is in discussion for something in the near future whether it's the batman part two or a joker style individual movie interesting i i think Clayface in this type of detective setting could be really interesting. And that's what I didn't love about this movie is that I don't think the mystery was all too frustrating. And I think Batman should feel a little frustrated despite his like keenness at being a great detective. Cause he's like a little too good in this. Like he just kind of skirts through everything. Yeah. Except when he's a fucking idiot and doesn't know Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. So it's that, but I, I feel like it could be really frustrating where he's trying to track down, you know, whatever Clayface is up to, but they keep changing their identity. And that could be like, there's no way I can do this. Like, I don't even know. Like, I have to catch him in a trap, essentially. Like, that could that could be really interesting as a detective story. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've also said this to you before, but, you know, we've only started talking about DC stuff on the show recently, but... For me, my ideal Batman in terms of like what I believe is possible for like suspension of disbelief in the world is if the world feels like it could include a character like Clayface, Clayface is my benchmark for this, then I think the that they nailed Batman. So similar to what you're saying, I'm curious to see if Clayface is in play, if they commit to it, be like, yeah, this is somebody who can literally shapeshift. Or Mission Impossible. If they do that, if they uh, just like pull some hush stuff from the comics in terms of like, yeah, he is like cutting people's faces off and like taking them. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see the approach they take here. As long as it's not Joker, I'm fine getting to Joker eventually, but like not in the second one, please. Yeah. 
No, I agree. There, I mean, there's so many villains that they still can get to. That is not the Joker. And yeah. I'm kind of with you there. Like, I don't know if I really want to see the Joker they set up really anytime soon. Yeah, or if we do, in... like, keep him in Arkham or... I mean, I feel like the Joker could be a good villain if they do, like, an Arkham Asylum movie. And, like, he's cool. kind of leading the breakout. Ooh, kind of like the game. very cool, yeah. Or, like, the, the comic that the game is inspired on. Yeah, I would really love that. I think the only issue is we don't know how many things Pattinson's going to want to do, you know? That's true. I That's feel like the big question. What could really be interesting if if Batman is essentially feeding ammunition to the Joker over the course of these movies and like just putting bad guys away and the Joker's like, all right, time to spring the trap. That Dude. would be that would be interesting. Joker's going Nick Fury inside yeah. the halls of Arkham Asylum. That'd be so cool. I think oh, that that could that could be really fascinating. I would love that. Yeah. Get honestly get uh Brendan Fraser back as the Firefly. He he was, was in he? the Batgirl movie. Oh, you're right. As Firefly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I, I'm hopeful for the sequel. Um uh, my my big want has always been Mr. Freeze, but Clayface would be dope. I could point you to a an, an exceptional nineteen ninety seven film uh, <laughs> featuring some incredible acting it's called batman and robin i think you should check it out oh yes I, i'll break out the vhs tape if it still works because i watched that thing to death as a kid so. yeah i loved it as a kid oh me too it was great i think i tried to watch it at some point in college being like oh this will be fun and then i was like oh oh boy oh yeah well i mean there's also in the meantime before i think before um the Batman Part Two, we have the extension of the Reeves verse, the Gotham, ver the crime verse. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, I don't know. The crime universe, I think. Mm -hmm. um, HBO Max is getting the Penguin series, which allegedly Pattinson uh, is going to show up in. Right. Yeah. So very excited to see that because honestly, huge shout out to Colin Farrell as penguin he's a he's a yeah. shining beacon in this movie <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that was him yeah like when they went and saw that movie and, and came out of it who didn't like see any of the the pre-release stuff mm -hmm. but him as in acting in it like completely disappears as well as the makeup artists that got him to that point that is like some of the most impressive practical makeup work ever i think just looks like I... a completely different person yeah, I, I'm very excited to see this Penguin show following up uh, that uh, that little plot thread that they had at the end of the film where there's a power grab now. and He's like kind of sympathetic probably... too. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very interesting and I'm excited to see where his character goes. But we'll see. Batman's pretty great. Yeah, glad you, uh, glad you not came around, but you uh you got a better environment to uh to really experience it yeah i wish i was able to have you know a silent theater with just me and omar when i did see it because i probably would have walked out being the easy five but yeah um <laughs> that's what i did i saw it in the imax theater in providence mm -hmm. and i saw it with like a bunch of a bunch of people and i think i was certainly the hottest of that group most people were like yeah it was fine 
And I was like, dude, that was five out of five. What are you all talking about? <laughs> I was like floored. I've I've like since come down a little bit on it, but I still think it's exceptional. Yeah, it, it is truly fantastic, and I can't wait for more. So mm-hmm. it was nice to revisit. Glad I did. And we will wait for episode one of The Penguin. I think they're filming that right now because I have seen Seth photos of Oz back on the streets. Ah, hell yeah. So... Until then, though, Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at FascinatedJack. What about you? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. You can find the show every weekend on YouTube.com slash JoyClicks. You can find us on Twitter at ExcelsiorJC. If you want to support the show, you can do so by going to Patreon.com slash JoyClicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. If you do not have the funds to support, though, liking, rating, reviewing, sharing the podcast on your favorite podcast service like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen or view podcasts, be appreciated. It takes a quick second to like or leave a couple words of support if you enjoy. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back. Uh, I don't think there's anything major happening in the next few days but who knows these days you know we could wake up tomorrow and they could say that they fired james gunn again i don't know oh boy <laughs> well we'll we'll talk about the fallout from if there's any issues with the the launch of the you know all the free skins and we'll we'll, we'll figure out what is what's uh, free yeah. and what's what's the one thing that's not maybe yeah we, we will report back but until then excelsior excelsior